this is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. Well, And welcome to a brand new edition of the Municipals. I'm Matthew. And I'm Philip. And we are back again. And it so was not the result I was expecting, Philip. And I, I'm, I'm guessing you have some, some thoughts you'd like to share about our provincial by-election. Not so much in the Canada-Carlton uh, riding, but more so in the Scarborough-Guildwood riding. Go ahead. Well, first, let me show my whole ass and actually talk about Kanata Carlton. And I, I say that because I don't know anything about the writing. My The only thing I understand is that it's historically, or at least my understanding is that it's historically been a conservative writing. So, um, so I understand that's like a bigger loss for the conservatives. Like that's like a more of a bigger shock to them. But uh, you know why? Why? Well, guess who the federal conservative MP in this same writing is? Your boy. Is that Pierre, that's Pierre? Pierre, Pierre Polyev, I believe. Oh shit. So. Oh. Okay. So you know, never mind. You know what? Now now that my ass has been displayed, um, I completely understand now why Doug Ford would be very distraught at losing this writing. That is a surprise, especially to the leaderless, rudderless, um, provincial liberal party like that's i mean i guess kudos to them but i mean crawling your way back to how many more seats do they need before they're like they're an official party again i've lost count <laughs> they're just like they're really just like just barely dragging on now of course for my uh my good friend gary crawford um you know here's the thing again I didn't see any polls taken for Scarborough Guildwood, so I had no idea what the result was going to be. I only got the vibes that the conservatives were really pushing hard for it because, as I said before, uh, you know, they've got it seemed like all of their um, all of their MPPs seem to be funneling to the ward for Gary Crawford. So um, I just got the sense that they were really going for it. Uh so the loss was a pleasant surprise. And here's what I'll say. I, I got two things. Uh, first, you know, congratulations to, uh, what's her name, Andrea Hazel. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't start with what's her name. <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. Like, if, no, if, no, I don't know who these people are. Karen McCrimmon is the other one. Yeah, but specifically... Scar oh yeah, congratulations to her. But uh, specific to Scarborough Guildwood, I mean, if you had asked anybody, oh Gary Crawford's going to win. He was the odds-on favorite. He it was supposed it felt to like be, it. It was supposed to be a slam dunk, from what I heard. But I'll I'll say this, you know. So here's here's my worry. Here's my worry. The the entire province is on a big. Uh, I hate Doug Ford right right now. Right. So what? The, the fear that I have is that the penalty that he pays is he, he loses out on these two seats. But what happens in 2026? 
Here's are, and you know are, what? is there going to be an appetite still in 2026 for getting rid of Doug Ford? Here's the thing, Matthew. Here's what's frustrating. I almost feel like that is exactly like the deliberate strategy from the the Ontario PCs, specifically specifically mm-hmm. under Doug Ford, where they get elected and they start right off the bat with the unpopular stuff to get people. It's not it's not intentionally to make people upset, but it's you know, they want to do what they want to do. And then there's the spark where they they spend some time being quiet and people forget like political mindshare is a very it's a quick thing. And like opinions can change on a dime. It's nuts. And, uh, you know, so my my frustration, I agree with your thought. It really does seem like it's they they're kind of like getting all of this shit out now so people can be outraged, get exhausted with outrage to sort of coast to the election. People are exhausted. They don't even remember what they are mad about. And I feel like that also plays it in too. the fact that there's like a, it, a, a feeling of people aren't sure, like the people who are kind of more on the fence, who are just kind of like they want to listen it sort of feels like the opposition sounds just like they're angry for the sake of being angry at that point. You know, if you're not really into everything. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I I wanted to go over some of these results. I actually, uh, I got a copy of them. Um, So from bottom to the top, we'll go uh, independent. John Termal got 20 votes, 0.13% of the vote share. Uh, Abu Alam got 48 votes, 0.31% of the voter share. Uh, Habiba Desai got 52 votes, 0.34% of the uh, uh, voter share. Kevin Clark got 57 uh, votes for uh, 0.37% vote share percentage. Uh, Paul Frum got 66. I set you up again and you didn't do it. Did I forget again? Did you? You're supposed to say, I said Paul from, and you're like, you're supposed to say, from where? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Matthew. (laughs) No, no, Uh, absolutely not. (laughs) He got 66 votes for 0.43% of the voter share. And then we have Reginald Tall got 139 votes for 0.90% of the vote share. And then we have... Tara McMahon, 146 votes for 0.95% of the voter share. Matthew, I want you to finish your list. I I just want to let you know that this is giving me an interesting thought. So just finish the list and I'll I'll get back to you. Uh, Danielle Height from the New Blue, uh, 151 votes for 0.98% of the voter share. Tony Walton from Stop the New Sex Ed Agenda, 508 votes for 3.29% of the voter share. And Sadesha Nevenethan from the NDP, uh, 4,041 votes for 26.19% of the voter share. I love how that went from 508 to 4,041. <laughs> A good um, solid jump. Gary Crawford, PC Party. Five four thousand five hundred and sixty-two votes for twenty-nine point five seven percent of the voter share, 
And the winner, Andrea Hazel from the Liberal Party, 5,640 votes for 36.55% uh, of the voter share. She won by 1,078 votes. You know what? That is a lot closer than I thought it was. All things considered, that that could have really gone to any of the three major parties because they were all all within arm's reach of that. Yes, but this was supposed again, it was supposed to be a slam dunk for Mr. Crawford. Well, uh, listen, if uh, I'd be very happy to find out if any of my online trolling of all the conservatives going like, hey, we're out canvassing for Gary Crawford. He's going to be the best MPP for Scarborough Guildwood. And I'd like just respond tweet form. I'd just be like, oh, is he going to respond to those constituents? <laughs> I really hope I turned off some people. But again, Twitter's not real life. I don't know how many people I'm actually reaching. But so here's here's the thought I came to when you were um, when you're listing down the voter numbers. So a lot of those are um, let's let's call them some of our classic Toronto candidate runners. Um, you know, our friend Habiba, uh, Kevin Clark, a Reginald Tull, you know, they're they run classic Toronto elections. They ran last municipal. They ran in the mayoral by-election. And I, I think it really goes to show, I mean, I've always had this thought of the the municipal elections without political parties. It really does feel like it's a more individual thing where it's like you you're looking at individual people and their platforms. And so you're voting, you're voting based on that. Um, but when it's provincial and federal, I feel like people really are just voting for parties more than individuals. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like that's how we get like, you know, Habiba and Kevin and I think Reginald yeah. too, all sub hundred votes. Like they're not attached to a party. That's not what people are looking for when um when they're doing provincial politics. Well, Reginald was the only one that got over hundred. What was he? One hundred twenty? One thirty nine. Yeah. So I, I think it really does. Um, I mean, I don't know. if I think it might just be that with municipal politics, again, it's more individual and it's not. And that's sort of why I don't really want political parties on the municipal level, because I feel like it would turn into a tribalism vote less than on individual platforms. I mean, isn't that what happened in the mayoral by-election? I mean, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I, I understand that we, we understood the political party of Olivia Chow, but I mean, I'm maybe it's just in my, it could, I think it's my bias. That's like, I mean, again, I didn't vote for Olivia Chow, but I think if I voted for her in my mind, it wouldn't have been because she's NDP, but that doesn't change if that's how the city percepted the race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now. I've been wanting to ask you this question ever since I found out the results. In your opinion, what now becomes of Gary Crawford? Um, do you want my joke answer? I want both. If you want to okay, start yeah, with let, the joke. Here. Let me start with the joke answer. Um, he's going to run for a city council seat again. That's the joke. That is the joke answer. He cannot run for a city council seat again. Too many people will will be aware of what he's done. Like in that he's resigned, he's going to get a hundred and twenty thousand dollars severance, 
and now there's going to be an expensive by-election. That man cannot run for his seat again. But technically, I mean, there's no rule no, against he can. it. Matthew, he can. He should not. <laughs> is that better? Is that is that yes. better? Yes. <laughs> um, I think I think without John Tory, I I think he just uh I don't think he wants anything to do with municipal politics anymore. I mean, he's it seems like well, he's checked I mean, out. Didn't we talk about this last week? It seems like he's checked out as you know the second John Tory was out the door. It, you, for me, it's not really uh, about politics for him. It's more about you know he needs that goddamn paycheck. Um, yeah, so I don't know where he goes from here, but I, I, it's he cannot be launching back into his councilor seat. It wouldn't surprise me if he wanted to run either for mayor in twenty. 20- no, no, Gary. No, sorry, never mind. False, false hope. Everyone, forget that I said that. Gary, Crump you think he just retires? I think he might. Maybe he keeps running for provincial and federal uh, conservative stuff. Um. But otherwise, yeah, maybe he's effectively retired. So we have a potent I wrote okay, this is what I wrote down. I wrote down potential municipal by-election. And the reason I say potential, I think you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago or, or whenever it was. Appointed versus by-election. What's to stop theoretically, of course, because we're we're not uh we're not we're, we're not the puppet master. That's Olivia Chow right now. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, what's to stop council from just appointing Gary Crawford back to his seat? There's technically no rule against it. This is what I'm talking about. All this sh- shouldn't we shouldn't have to consider it because it shouldn't be allowed. There should be rules, bylaws against this kind of stuff. Are we sure that isn't just not allowed? It's never been done before, but that doesn't <laughs> mean that that doesn't mean that it's not allowed. Uh, I mean, listen, that's not no. I I don't think city council is going to act that way. I don't think they're just, you know, he sent, you know, he he put it through the city clerk. He's getting a severance. They there's no universe where they're just like. My boy's back in the chair. That's Carrie Crawford time, baby. So then you're 100% we're going to have a by-election. I feel, yeah. Um, I, I feel like there has to be some sort of time factor when it comes to choosing between having a by-election and just appointing someone for the remainder of the term. And I think it's just it's too close in the time for us, for them to appoint anyone. So is it too early to want a fantasy book who you might think could run aside from the obvious? Cause we already saw it on Twitter or shall I say X, uh, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, we already saw Kevin Rupesing say he's in um, anyone else. What's to stop. You said it last week. What's to stop Mitzi Hunter from running. Yeah. <laughs> was that me or was that you? It might. I can't remember actually. <laughs> um. So, a former former federal green candidate, Amanda Kane, uh, she had 
she responded to one of my she responded to my tweet where I specifically mentioned that I had sent a message to Kevin about Gary Crawford resigning where where she had suggested that she might put her hat in the ring. But I noticed that she deleted that tweet. So I don't know if that means she doesn't want to do that. If she's sort of just being cautious about it. Um, or maybe she so doesn't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe she's taking <clears throat> some time on it. Um, maybe she's expecting another election to run for the Green Party. Holy fuck, um, I hope she doesn't take as long as Olivia Chow took to decide. <laughs> I, I Listen, <laughs> I can't imagine this by-election will have too large a window. Um, it's not going to be the mayoral by-election. Like, it's... it's it's going to be relatively small. It's going to be bigger um, than it was during the municipal election because there'll be. It's going to be the only ward with an election going on. And there's going but to be. Par- there, can you agree with me? There's going to be some, some, maybe rather higher than usual uh, parachute candidates because this is the only one. I, that's probably stop, true. What's to stop 101 candidates? That would suck. <laughs> oh man, I I hope people aren't just that's opportunistic as hell and that sucks it, it's bad for you to say that because i'm like i like the idea of running and but that's i live here that's not fair it's not opportunistic for me to want to represent my constituents i love saying that as if i've got like a cowboy hat on <laughs> i need a drawl just a constituents sorry that's unrelated to what we're talking about um okay so amanda kane is potential but again i I shouldn't keep saying that if I'm like, what if she doesn't want people to know that? Uh, sorry, Amanda, you shouldn't have replied to me. Now I'm a gossip. What can you? What can I say? Um, I know I've heard people sort of toss around uh, Suman Roy, the um, director of Feed Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, a side thing, but it is about Scarborough Southwest. There's been... A lot of eulogizing, and I, I think this would actually be a pretty unpopular opinion from me in the ward. There's been a lot of eulogizing about the retirement of um, the Sun Valley Grocery Store. It's this independent grocery store. It's uh, Danforth and Birchmount. It's it's okay. It's an independent grocery store. For as long as I've lived in the area, I've always known the store as having particularly high prices. And so... I've never, I don't, I never went to Sun Valley for my full grocery shop because it was so expensive. But it is, so there's a lot of eulogizing about it because it's independent. You know, it's not a corporate store. It's a mom and pop, whatever. Um, I have a hard time feeling bad for a mom and pop store that charged more for groceries. And that's, you know, and and another thing that I thought was so weird and I I don't want to ascribe it to any sort of, you know, mentality or anything. I mean, there's a part of me that sort of does, but I don't is something that I had heard him say both in a TikTok video about it and uh this video that he did today about the the retirement of Sun Valley. Um, is that there's no full-service grocery stores in the area. People are going to have to take a 30-minute bus ride to get groceries, like it's a food desert. Across the street from the Sun Valley is Birchmount Plaza. And in, in Birchmount Plaza, there's a Tasteco supermarket. I I don't understand. It's Nobody wants to lose options when it comes to grocery stores. But there is a grocery store there. I don't understand why you'd say there's 
there's you know what I'm saying? Like, is that a it's a weird thing? Is that a weird thing for me to be nitpicky about too? You you know the area better. I I don't. <laughs> I mean, that is a grocery store, but y'all don't have a no frills or or a food basics. You know, I'll I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> my immediate corner. Uh, no, I've got to take the bus to a no frills. Holy shit! <laughs> well, I've been I've been lucky. Like my dad. He borrows a car and usually he'll let me he'll help me get groceries on the weekend. But like that's I mean, very fortunate of me for one thing. But uh, yeah, I don't it's it's I just I found it weird to say that that particular community is is going to have no grocery stores there when across the street there is another grocery store. And uh, that sounds petty, but I'm like, I'm confused again why we're lionizing the sun valley and this and again i feel like if i register to be like i want to scarborough southwest i want to be your representative yo fuck sun valley like that's <laughs> what a what a strong position to come on you know before we wrap this up i, I want to say i've only seen one city councilor congratulate Andre Hazel for winning the the by election, and that was uh, Councillor Myers. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that too. <clears throat> no other councillor did it. Here's what I is find: that Ainsley's ward. No, is he Guildwood or? I can't, no, I think he's Scarborough Agent Gordon. Uh, I'm not trying to have to look that up. But um, <clears throat> what I find what I find weird: um, Andre Hazel's liberal, but he supported Olivia Chow in the in the in the by-election and she's ndp i don't understand that so matthew doesn't that sort of play into my thought of maybe people in the municipal election didn't didn't see it that way like yes she is obviously ndp aligned but that's not traditionally how we vote in municipal elections so i i mean i don't know that that's just my thought Uh, i i i wish her i wish her good luck I mean, we only wanted Gary Crawford to win so that he wouldn't be city council anymore, but he resigned. He's already not a city councilor. But, but, but he only resigned to get the money. He could have stayed, lost, and kept going. I know. That, that haunts me. But he, but he gambled and he lost. Suck it. Well, he, he got 120000 I don't think that's a Okay, problem. all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent point. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gary Crawford lost this gamble $120,000 later. Now, I don't want to stay on this for too long, but only because I brought it up last week. I, I think I'm learning that the, the reality of the federal liberal cabinet shuffle it wasn't as fun as as my theory crafting was when it was who's gonna go where, but now but now that the dust is settled, I gotta say Matthew, it's not it's not fun. It's not as interesting for me to be like, oh yeah, blah 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 is here. No, I feel the exact opposite way. For me, oh it, shit. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> for me, it was Matthew, exciting. But oh, it was right, Bill Blair. It was exciting. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> if he's going to be our national defenses uh, uh, minister, we're in big fucking trouble. 
I love this. I'm so happy I brought this up. <coughs> I, I can't believe it. I was just going to say, oh, man. All right. Sweep it under the rug. Matthew, thank God. No, but the reason that I'm enjoying this, I can't help but draw parallels to the 2018 governing liberals going into an election. I can't remember if she shuffled her cabinet, but I do remember a ton of ministers going, I'm not going to come back for re-election. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. And that is what's happening now. The goddamn federal liberal government is a fucking Titanic and they are jumping off while they still can. Damn, and, I really gave you, I, I gave you the ammunition for this, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy here for you. It. I'm, I'm, here I'm for happy it. for you. You're, you're getting, it's, it's everything <laughs> no, no, you've no, ever no, wanted. No, 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 <laughs> I don't, I'll say it clearly. I don't want a federal liberal government. I don't want a federal conservative government. I don't want a federal NDP government. I prefer all independents, but this is the Matthew world. Matthew wants we live a federal, in. a federal competent government. Exactly. And we have proved this has been proven without a shadow of a doubt that Justin Trudeau cannot govern this country. So it's time to move on. And whether that means that Jagmeet Singh is the next prime minister or Pierre Polyev, the, the point is, is we need a change. That's the point. Um, we need we need one of them which is most likely probably going to be Polyev to come in here and repeal all the bullshit that fucking Trudeau has done and take a hammer, preferably Mjolnir, you know, borrow it from Thor to the fucking <laughs> criminal justice system and rebuild it so that these motherfuckers are not committing attempted murder and they're out on bail the next day. Let me, uh, let me explain something to you. So, I'm not, gonna, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you the street I live in but the street I live on is the most boring street in Etobicoke nothing happens I, I mean it nothing happens however <clears throat> it was last week I can't remember if it was before or after we recorded I couldn't fit this in so we're gonna talk about it now there was a fucking brawl a fight um, across the street from my house. From what I can gather, this gentleman was staying at the house across the street. I don't know if a pass was made or he fucked his buddy's woman or whatever this... I don't know. I don't know. In my head, he fucked the woman. But whatever. <clears throat> so... There was a nasty altercation a few days before the fight. Um, and then, so the day of the fight, Buddy shows up in his truck again. And there be, he's being told to leave again. And uh, Buddy that, I don't know, rents the house, owns the house, comes out and starts fucking <clears throat> slapping his mirrors on his truck and bashing them. And Buddy in the car, in the truck, is calling the police, going... You need to come right now. He's attacking my truck. Blah, 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 blah. And then Buddy that's slapping the mirrors because the window is down. He's like, yeah, why don't you tell him you brought a knife? <laughs> there was no knife. Okay, nobody got stabbed. But I, I went in the house and then I came back out because I'm a parent. So I, I got busy. Um, but 
my person who's uh, one of the people who's staying here said, Matt, come here, come here. So guy had gotten out of the car. They started fighting. There was punches thrown. Uh, yeah, they went to the ground. Uh, it was a great fight. Um, but it's just missing that one knockout punch. I, I didn't get to see that. And then, um, you know, they were rolling around. So there's all this. I think they were both scraped up, actually. <clears throat> so then, uh, there are the women of the house had to separate them. And then the cops rolled up. And the guy that called the cops, the, the guy that was in the truck, that's not supposed to be there approaches them with his hands up going i called you i called you i we fought and they arrested him and they put and they put him in the back of the fucking cop car and then the other the other guy started like like playing the victim and i'm like from what i saw granted i didn't see the whole thing but from what i saw it was a fucking 50 50 fight if one's getting arrested, the other one should get arrested too. That's my point. And in a situation like this, but I, 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 I actually, I told the person that I was talking to, I'm like, yeah, they're he's he's they're gonna take him back there, and they're gonna release him on his own recognizance because or however whatever the word is, because you can commit attempted murder here and be out on bail within a day or so, and that is disgusting. But uh, sorry, I, I kind of took it there. Um, yeah, so the change is what I'm most excited for. The change. Possibility. And for the people who think that possibility is offensive, and there are people that think that, it's disgusting. Um, it, it really is. But anyway, okay. what do you have to say about it? So, like, again, not not too much, like... Um, you know, again, it's not as interesting as I had hoped. So as I said to you before, I thought Karina Gold had done a very good job on the, um, the families, children and social development file. I thought she should have stayed on. She got moved. She was, she's the leader of the, of the leader of the government in the house of Commons. So my understanding is she's basically the one who tells everyone to shut up and get quorum and all that stuff, which is like an important job. So and, that was I mean, more of a promotion? It, I believe it is a promotion. <laughs> and at the same time, it probably takes into account that she just announced that um, she's pregnant. And so, of course, she's going to be uh, on on leave soon in January, I believe. So, I mean, I guess you can't be I don't I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's a weird thing. So, so what's I, the? I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what's the count on? The ministers that are not running for re-election. Are we at I think we're at four or five? I think it was four from <clears> last <throat> week. So I think all of those ones who announced that they weren't running again, I, I believe they're all out. I mean that makes sense. Um like okay. So Karina Gold is just my one mention because I thought she had done a great job. Really it's fine. The the liberal cabinet is it is what it is. Here's this is a random thought. It's not true. It's not truly related to politics. And I'm not okay. I'm insulting Pierre Polyev, but I'm also insulting someone else. So this isn't supposed to be partisan. Okay. We have four and a half minutes, so go ahead. I will I will you know what? I'm gonna get it. It'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. Don't even trip. Um 
So a lot of conservatives look at pictures of Justin Trudeau and they say he has a smug face. To be honest with you, I don't see it. I don't think he has a smug face. In fact, I think he's got a little bit of a dopey kind of, like a happy dopey kind of guy face. You know, I don't believe he's got a smug face. And it blows me away when when conservatives talk about Justin Trudeau having a smug face because Pierre Polyev has one of the smuggest faces on anyone I've ever seen. And again, I don't mean this to be an insult. I'm not saying this because he's a conservative. He's got a smug face. I just mean the shape of his mouth, the way he smiles is dickish and and smug and like that. But of of the profiles on the on the federal liberal party cabinet, there's a an above Pierre level smug face. And I don't know if he knows it. I don't know if he if he's aware of it. Maybe he thinks that's part of his charm. The Honorable, sorry, the Minister of Health, Honorable Mark Holland, has the smuggest face of any politician I've ever seen. You look at his picture, and that that guy, it makes you want to call him a fucker. Like just be like that that he's fucker. Got- you know what I mean? You can see he's got machinations uh, <laughs> in his brain, and I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't hold an opinion on the guy. I don't know him. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a liberal party member who's got a smug face, and you're saying Justin Trudeau, I want you to look at my boy Mark Holland. That man has a smug face, <laughs> and I don't know if that's confidence or douchiness, but my man is smug as fuck. And that's that's all I've got on the on the federal liberal shuffle that wasn't as interesting as I hoped it would be. But for Matthew was the world, apparently. I just I, I'm excited about the possibility. I can't wait. Um, like I said, it's a precursor to what happened in 2018 with the Ontario uh, liberals. So if the same thing happens to the federal liberals, I'm not going to shed a tear. But with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be back on the other side. And we're back. And, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this. I read it in the paper last week. I saved the article. It's from the sun. (laughs) It says inmates running the asylum, Ontario education system, a mess needs full overhaul. And uh, I mean, I'd read you this whole thing. I'll read a couple blurbs and then and then you can let me know what you think. <clears throat> Says uh, Ontario's school system is a disaster on all fronts these days, driven by the consultant class that permeates every aspect of the system. Consultants are there to tell you that you're racist, your kids are racist, the system is racist, everyone is homophobic. And our society is built on white supremacy, that capitalism is bad, police are to be feared, and Canada is a horrible country. Most people don't think that about what is taught in the school system, about what is taught in the school system, not even parents or teachers. They just believe the system is there to provide a service. Uh, That may have been the case once upon a time, but now the system is there to serve the needs, wants, and ideology of the consultant class and the educrats who employ them and enable them. Uh, The latest example 
an absolutely horrific example is the death of Richard Bilkstow, a veteran principal in the Toronto District School Board who recently, <clears throat> excuse me, who recently committed suicide. Bilkstow had been dealing with Mental, uh, mental distress, anxiety, and insomnia after attending what the school board described as anti-racism seminars in 2021. Uh, according to his complaint with the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board of Ontario, which found in his favor and a lawsuit Biltsko filed before his death, he was bullied and harassed for speaking up at the seminar. He disputed the idea that Canada was more racist than the United States and claimed that uh, the seminar facilitator hired by the TDSB berated him as a white supremacist, not just then, but at a follow-up seminar a week later attended by hundreds of his colleagues. Um, and I'm just going to skip ahead here to the stuff that's not about him. Uh Racism is something that must be dealt with, must be confronted, uh, where found by the daily guilt trip won't serve anymore. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that the Ford government had to revise a curriculum that taught that math was inherently racist. Quote, Math mathematics has been used to normalize racism and marginalization of non-Eurocentric mathematical knowledges and a decolonial anti-racist approach to mathematics education makes visible its historic roots and social constructions, end quote, the 2021 curriculum revision, revision stated. Uh, when kids are, aren't being taught that math is racist or everyone in history is racist or that they're racist, they're legitimate concerns about gender ideology in the classroom. The idea that, that we should be teaching young children that gender is fluid and that you can change your gender before they even fully understand the concept of gender. Uh, there are policies in place at the school boards across the province that tell teachers not to inform parents of children as, a, as young as four who tell the teacher they want to change their gender. The school policy far too often is to do what the child wants and exclude the parents. We've also had bans on schools allowing police officers into classroom, especially in uniform, even for kids who want to bring their parent for career day. None of these issues are driven by what is best for the students. It's driven by politics. Education Minister Steve, uh, Stephen Lecce has played whack-a-mole in tampering down some of this craziness, but he needs to do more. <clears throat> uh, his worthwhile reforms to the educational education system on other fronts is being eroded by this never-ending push for radical, progressive politics in the classroom. It's time for the parents to stand up and say enough is enough. It's also time for the minister to listen to parents and act accordingly. And that's the end of it. And before you ask me, that was an opinion and it was written by Brian Lilly. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and destroy it. Or, well, agree, listen, or agree with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to agree with it. Um, and the, I think that what, 
it's hard because I, I feel like there's there's just naturally going to be stuff that we land differently on here. For example, I just I find it so weird that he talks about both um, the not approaching parents about a, a child's gender thing, as well as not allowing police officer in uniform in schools as these like ridiculous notions. And here's here's the thing that I would, I would say about that. I mean, first of all, I don't think you're going to get four-year-olds coming to you telling you that they're not their gender. But older children, if they come to a teacher and not their parents, it's because they're afraid of their parents and not their teacher. And so if you go to a teacher because you're afraid of your parents, because that's the reality. They they think it's like a demonization of all parents. It's not the case. It's just if they're choosing to come out to their teachers, there's a reason for that. And if like then the role of the teacher is, okay, well, we have to betray that trust to go to the parent. I don't get it beyond me. Stupid. And then going to the police part, it's, oh my God. Have you, and I feel like this will, this hopefully will segue nicely into something else I want to talk about, but I, there's something going on in the water, especially recently with our local cop heroes. Sorry, I'm using quote fingers because they are the whiniest they've ever been the last all over the place. Um, and like, I, I, I want to talk about the Toronto police, you know, in a bit, but it's like, you know, the story of, uh, I think it was a Hamilton or I think it may might've been King City where it's like, they didn't want a police officer coming to, a, you know, you'd come, you know, a career day in uniform. They, but the thing was the school didn't reject the guy from coming as, but they just didn't want him to come in uniform. Why was it so important for him to come? He's not, in that moment, he's not on shift. Why is it important for him to go to the well, school yeah, but, in but, uniform? But when you open the Pandora's box for uniformed employees, if you open it for one, you have to open it for the others. How is many it open to everyone else? What I'm saying is, how many firemen come for career day without the fire uniform? How many firemen come to career day? That's what I'm asking you. Without without the uniform, they always come with the uniform. With no, the Matthew, helmet. I'm 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 asking you. I have how no many idea. firemen? <laughs> it's, I I that's the thing for it to even be brought up here. It's a non-issue. It's it's so supremely a non-issue. How many, how many cops are coming to career days? How many firefighters? It doesn't matter. It's. It's so it's not even it's not a it's not a problem. It's a fake issue. It is not a problem. Fake the fake news. It's <laughs> no real <laughs> news, bullshit problem. <laughs> okay, so there's that. And then there's okay, in Winnipeg, there's of course the um the tragedy going on where um you've got the indigenous people there wanting the the men at sorry, not the Manitoba, the Winnipeg police to, you know, search the landfills and they're like refusing to do so. And so, you know, people are, let's say, civil disobediencing in or I don't know what you want to call it. It's nonviolent crime. 
of like graffitiing, you know, I bloody handprints. Uh, I haven't been keeping up on this. What are they looking for in the landfills? Bodies? Um, yeah. Missing missing indigenous women, I believe. That's sad. And and, and yeah, and it's <clears throat> so the police in in Winnipeg are like they'll post these pictures of like you know the you know people saying search the landfills you know written in like red and they'll be like uh major crimes is investigating <laughs> not the landfills the graffiti <laughs> you know it's like so it's 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 pathetic whinging okay um now matthew is it okay for us to transition to to something else from here can i can i launch off here you can All do right. anything you want. Matthew, I'm going to do a bit of a, a bit of a <coughs> Star Wars moment for you, okay? That'll be pretty I'm, bad cuz I you're, I haven't seen 1 minute of one Star Wars show. That's fine. In this moment, you are the analogist. Oh, oh hold on before you start. Do you want to you're a Star Wars fan, I assume. Do you want to know the best way to piss off a Star Wars fan? Oh, no. You walk up to them and you go Hey, how's uh, how's Star Trek going? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on with your. <laughs> All right, um, I'm I'm gonna play a character right here. Okay, are you are you ready for this? All right. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Bingo the Wise? I thought not. It's not a story the Toronto City Council would tell you. It's a Toronto police legend. That's it. That's my that's my Emperor Palpatine. I I hope everyone understood what I was going for there. Um I, so do I. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, God. God it went right please. over my head. Right over okay. my head. Okay. Everyone else, please tell me if my Palpatine was okay or if you're just like mm-mm. Not happening. Anyways, that was Emperor Palpatine talking about um, uh, what I want to talk about, which is transitioning to. Oh, it sounds really bad because I was just talking about this. These other police departments whining and being whinging and cringing. So here's the thing. I'm about to talk about a real tragedy. That I think is being framed um, in a certain way by the media. Okay. Uh, have you heard about the death of Bingo the dog? Yes. It okay. actually happened in Rexdale. Okay. So, let me be clear. <laughs> I I need to start with my Obama-esque. <clears throat> let me be... Folks, let me be clear. <laughs> I... Huge, huge fan of dogs, okay? 100%. I, I work as a concierge. People in our building have dogs that I'm obsessed with. You know, they bring them to me. I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. It's, I'm, I'm a dog dude. It's, it's, it's who I am. Um, oh my God. How do I, how do I even start talking about my displeasure with um, the death of Bingo the dog and the media deferring it to both a, police idolization moment as well as a demonization of our mayor simply for not deifying the Toronto police. Maybe that's saying it well enough. Uh, it's kind of dark, but 
It's we. It upsets, it's complicated. It upsets me that Bingo's more famous now than when he was alive. And my big thought is, and it's I feel like a lot of the people who are on Twitter, and it, it sounds hard to believe to say that there's an <laughs> an anti Bingo side. It's not, but it's not about bingo. (laughs) That's that's my wife chanting bingo because we had a bit of a conversation earlier about bingo the dog. And my issue is policing. My issue is they sent this dog to get hit by a bullet. You know, it didn't like... We see it, and instead of we lionize it, instead of condemning the police for using a dog like this. I I hear you, because in any other situation, the person that did that to the dog would have been arrested, but you can't arrest the police, I suppose. <laughs> um, and, like, the, the police, you know, <clears throat> they do so much damage to these dogs. You know, they there's a lot of accidental firings on them a lot of them are left in hot cars um it's like it's just why why do we even have animals involved in policing in the first place like at this point in time in the year 2023 with all the tools we have available why are we like you know if i have to say for any reason you know maybe the investigative tools of a dog smelling and this is coming from someone very ignorant so if you're smarter than me and you hear me say that and you're like you're talking like the police act like they're in cartoons how much more information do you think i have on the police i think the re- <laughs> the, the funny side of me will tell you that the reason they use dogs is because cats are too lazy <laughs> um but yeah you know what it's different when you bring dogs don't belong in active violent situations. They belong in the aftermath. They're good for uh, a They're scent. good for search and rescue. Search and rescue and also sniffing out drugs. So like use them for that shit. <clears throat> exactly. If it's... at all. If if at all. If at all. But um, like I and I, I feel like it's calmed down now because Man, Thursday, Friday, Twitter discourse was just, just bingo. <laughs> so it's funny. I, I was listening to another podcast today and they were talking about Twitter or I mean, should we say it X now? And it's funny because uh, they were like, so you don't tweet anybody anymore. What do you do? You X them? <laughs> hey, I X you. Are you going to X me back? Is this our great? Is this our great debate? Go ahead. What are we? <laughs> well, for starters, uh, because I don't respect or like Elon Musk, um, I, it's Twitter. It's still Twitter, and the fact that you want to sacrifice—sorry, by you I mean Elon Musk. I don't mean you. <laughs> I'm saying his name wrong, aren't I? I'm saying it Elon. like Melon. Elon. 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 I keep saying it's like okay. Ellen. Oh my God. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Elon. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my God. Effusion. Anyways, nope. Let's not. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Nobody think too hard about an Ellen DeGeneres Elon Musk fusion. Okay. Just keep that to yourselves. 
Don't think too hard about it. Um, why would you throw away the brand? Like, I know he's been obsessed with like making an X company for more than two decades now, but like, from what I've heard, what from what I've seen, read, he's regretted buying Twitter since the day he bought it. You know, I thought I was going to be a lot more subtle about it, but <laughs> it was not happening. So I'm just going to chill for now. So I, I want to hit two points before we get out of here. The first one is something I read and it I'm going to call it into question. I'm going to speak it into existence until it actually fucking happens. Ooh, like a manifestation. Like we, did, like we did with John Tory. Oh, nice. Okay. How much yeah. more bullshit and how many more people have to get hurt before we show Rick Leary the door, the TTC CEO? How much more has to, where's the line? We got a new mayor now. Now show us where the line is that he has to cross because he will cross it. Like, how, if you were to rank CEOs, the top, whatever, 100 in the world, he wouldn't even make the fucking list. And if he did, he'd be the last one. <laughs> There's Listen, there has to be a, a lot more than 100 CEOs, so I can't okay, imagine. Sorry, this. we'll say just Toronto. <laughs> sorry, you're right. I got ahead of myself. Just Toronto. Top 100. He wouldn't even make it in just Toronto. <sighs> this guy, the, the violence, he either does not give a shit or he's, what's the word I'm looking for? Inept. Because I can't find a better word right now. He's I think either, that's a good enough word for me. He's either full of shit, or sorry, not full of shit. He's either, he doesn't know what he's doing, or he's inept. So he's either fucking up accidentally all the time, or he's fucking up because he doesn't care. Which one is it? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I assume for people with money, um, the ultimate bottom line is they don't care. Raise a good point. You know, this guy has caused a lot of damage. He's the reason why the younger generation is saying, fuck the TTC. Do you know how many, how many young kids, including my own, that say, nope, nope, I got my license. I'm going to get a car or I'm going to borrow your car and, and staying off public transit. Let's not forget that my kid, I mean, I said this before on the podcast, I'll say it again. My kid was two buses behind the bus with the lady who got set on fire. And ever since then, that point, she's been afraid of the TTC. And even though she only goes one stop from Kipling to Islington and uses connecting buses she's still afraid and i i i can't blame her and here's what's and it's all it's all fair points and what i do find frustrating about the current situation is you know let me stop you for a second okay okay the way no no i want you to continue your point but the way your head is right now nobody else can see this it looks like you have a halo on your head because of the sun coming in on top of you. <laughs> you have a halo. I took a screenshot. 
I'll see All if right, that sorry. sticks around. C- continue with <laughs> continue with your point. So I didn't mean to. So break. it's kind of like there's there's two <laughs> levels of it. It's okay. We want we there are many reasons we want people to choose to take the TTC over a personal vehicle. And so a big reason, for example, is for the climate. Now, we we don't we don't get people taking transit, um, you know, say for the name of the climate by guilting people into it. You're not going to say, well, if you don't take um, transit, you're going to destroy the climate. That's not going to get people onto the buses. It needs to be a comparable, fast and safe version. And so when they when they let the. So when they let the system go to shit, you know, the people, the people who have the option of getting a car will choose to get a car and take it. And so that's one level of it. And then there's the other level of for a lot of people, that's not a financial option. And so the service gets worse. Those people who are no longer riding the TTC because they saw it as slow or in a, or unsafe um, so they're taking a car again. It's not their fault because they're making a decision that's best for them. And I completely understand it. But then those people leave the system. Those fares aren't coming in because, again, we're not treating the TTC as a service. We're treating it as a business. So it has to be profitable. So when ridership goes down because of these problems, OK, they reduce service. They reduce service. Less people use it. It's a cycle that just destroys the system. And. I can't believe Rick, as you said at the top of this, how is Rick Leary still there while we're watching, while we're watching the system fall apart in front of our eyes? Well, here's hoping that the new mayor will get around to dealing with that. But, uh, you know, we didn't finish the, the city council from last week. I don't want to get too terribly into it. There's a couple of points I wanted to perhaps have a debate with you because uh, I don't know which side of the fence you're going to land on. But hey. so the, the big things that she's done so far is uh, the refugee money um, and the intimate partner violence, specifically men on women. Okay. Um Declaring that a, I'm sorry, what is the word? An epidemic. Uh, epidemic, yeah. <clears throat> I'd love to know your thoughts because, yeah, you go ahead and then and then I'll, I'll whatever you want to no. say about it. Here's about, the thing. About either the refugee thing and the intimate partner thing. You know, I think I should have made myself probably more aware of those things because okay so the refugee situation in my mind is i mean it's not it's not done i mean there are still some refugees you know chilling in churches and stuff but you know it's it's a sight better than they were when they were on the street so thank god you know for that movement and i i know a lot of it was activists and not the government but you know thank god there was movement on it at all like just in general um so again not perfect better than nothing gender-based violence is i mean i i agree i agree with them i agree when they say it 
it is what it is, especially especially with where we are currently in terms of it it sounds convoluted. I feel like it it's it's all circular and I feel like I've got a, a thought of it, but a part of it goes hand in hand with how it's rentals are so much more expensive, so it's harder to move out. It's harder for individual people to move out on their own. So people who are in abusive relationships are more likely to be trapped in those relationships because where can they escape to? Um, so I do feel like that is a, a factor. That is something that I think has gotten worse with the pandemic too. Like people were trapped with their partners who were potentially abusive. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So, so having it declared an epidemic municipally Mm. what what does that do what does that accomplish i think i think that is my Mm. my bottom line question of like good acknowledge great it's a problem does that mean more money is put towards something does it mean it's their commitments from the city for people who fall under this abuse that you're you're ultimately correct or i don't know if you have more of a point but to say what does it accomplish and i mean perhaps someone in tune with the city knows what simply declaring something an emergency accomplishes but i I mean well i mean let me uh I would think it was after John Tory resigned and and uh, McKelvey took over, they did declare homelessness. Uh, uh, was it an emergency or, or an epidemic? Well, the thing was, I I don't I thought they were I thought that was the plan. I thought it was voted down by Michael Thompson. We may have to go back. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, we may have to look into that. <clears throat> but uh, but the ultimate question being, what do these declarations do? And until we know, I, I have no choice but to look at it and go, well, this is a potentially criminal issue. So that's out of your hands. It's a it's now a federal issue because cops are federal. Um, so I, I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this. I apologize in advance. But for me, this does nothing but placate to the NDP extremist elites. That's what it does. And it won't be the last one. More is going to come. This is what I didn't want to see from Olivia Chow. And if, in fact, I'm wrong, and this there's a benefit that goes to anyone who is being abused in any kind of relationship, because men get abused too, by the way, um, then I'll, I'll recant, I'll shut up, I'll apologize. But until that point, this is what I think. Um, it's my opinion, I'm allowed to have one. So, I mean, that's really what I think. Um, as far as the refugee thing goes, I just I want to say this before we, we get off track and we got about 10 minutes. <clears throat> um, the refugee thing. So we've had a homeless problem in this city, specifically, at least that's gotten out of hand, I mean, at least for the last two years, if not longer, probably longer. 
Um, I, I can't remember knowing about tents before two years ago. What about you, Philip? What do you mean? Like tents and parks. Oh, I mean, I don't know, longer than two years, three years, whatever. The point is, it's been, <laughs> it's been there. We know it's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to solve the refugees who weren't here three years ago before she gets to the quote unquote Toronto homeless who have been here, have been waiting for help, in some cases crying for help, who are, are dying for help. I don't know. I, I always feel like it's the frustrating thing about this is I understand your point. <clears throat> I think it always makes it a it's pitting the homeless against the refugees where it instead I just I feel like the government is failing. Well, everyone, really, honestly, everyone. And I, I don't think it should be one over the other. I agree. I, I agree. I just think. I think but, it's I think it's OK for us to point out the city or any government's failures on, for example, homelessness. But it I'm, doesn't have to be at the expense of, for example, the refugees. You're absolutely correct. What I'm pointing out and for the record, I have no problem with refugees. The more the merrier, the more the merrier, as long as the federal government pays for them uh, because they're the ones letting them in and they have to help us help provide them with a future. And like I think I that's said, fair. Like I said that's last fair. week, every refugee, every immigrant that comes to the United States has the right to the American dream, as anyone who comes to Canada should have the right to the Canadian dream or, you know, that that made up thing in your brain. But <laughs> so it, 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 it upsets me because the money specifically was stated for the refugees that 97 million dollars was refugees it didn't say homeless it didn't say 50 50 nothing like that it was for refugees who just got there have been there maybe a week maybe two weeks i don't know um but the the toronto homeless has been homeless for two years three years four years five years ten years whatever it's been and we're just gonna have to keep waiting and this is this is what I was talking about. And I'm not sitting here saying, you see, this wouldn't happen under a mayor bylaw government because we probably <laughs> know it would. I'm, I'm saying that if, if, if you're going to say things, then stick to your word. If you're going to say you're the progressive mayor and that's your focus, then you have to show it. Absolutely. <sighs> Is there anything else that you wanted to cover before we uh, bid adieu and get out of here? So we got about six, six minutes. There is something I'd like to talk <clears throat> about, but I'm wondering if I could, if we could save it for next week and maybe find someone who's more labor smart to talk about. You know, I'm thinking of the the a metro. A tease. About... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of it. yeah. <laughs> you know the um the metro strikes um so that's municipal but also the the bc workers strikes sort of what's going on with labor in the country i feel like i'd like to have a good conversation about that um and also groceries and inflation i've just i've had a bit of a twitter thing about some of this stuff today and it's sort of on my mind but i don't want to have a full-fledged conversation tonight about it and also we should include that um 
from what I've heard, and again, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am about this. The employment, the Canadian employment rate is the highest, sorry, the, the, which one is worse, low or high? High, high right? Wait, so it's high, wait, sorry, high, un, high unemployment, unemployment. Wait, is that the I'm, unemployment? Are we rate, dumb as hell? <laughs> You know, so if the unemployment rate is high, I think that's bad. Oh, yeah. Be low. <laughs> sorry. If the unemployment rate is high, that means more people don't have jobs. Okay. So I'm I think I'm so it, sorry, everyone. Keep Matthew, keep this into the episode so people know that we don't know what we're talking about. I uh <laughs> I think that it's it's not the probably the highest it's ever been, but it's pretty high right now. And I'd like to work that into what you want to do next week. So to wonder, our listeners, look look forward to that. We're gonna we're gonna we'll cook up some we'll think of something for next labor week. chat, baby. So uh with that, you know, we'd like to thank all our listeners. We'll go through it. Um so you know, we have listeners in Belgium, UK, Italy, France, Sri Lanka, Turkey, Philippines, um uh, hold on, El Salvador, Mexico, Venezuela, I think Barbados, uh, I'm missing one. Oh, well, we'll move on. The United States, uh, in the United States, you know, we have Ohio, Minnesota, uh, Oregon, California, Nevada, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Indiana, Illinois, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, I think, oh, Virginia, West Virginia, um, Kansas, Missouri. Ah, there's a few more. I can't, I can't list them. I don't have it in front of me. For those, you probably listen to this every week and go, shouldn't he fucking have them in front of him? But no, I, I don't. That's not how we roll. Uh, and of course, we we have to thank our homegrown fans in Canada, in Ontario specifically. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we have listeners in BC, Alberta, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Quebec. Thank guys, you guys. Send us so your much. home addresses. We'll read it out on air. You know, Let's we'll dox do <laughs> you. We'll tell people where to send the police. You know, just just let us know. Let us ruin your lives. If you guys have any questions for us that you'd like us to answer on the air, send them in. Uh, we're both on uh, Twitter or X. Uh, the show is on Twitter. Uh, I believe the email address is the municipalspod at yahoo.com. So send us your questions there. And, uh, and that's basically it, guys. Uh, as we've told you ad nauseum, you're probably tired of hearing it, but we don't want your money. We want your support in terms of listens. Um, I will say f- for the record and publicly that a- as expected, there's been a little bit of a dip since the by-election was over, but you know what? We will roll with the punches. You guys are still listening, just not, not as many during the, uh, as there was during the election. I mean, that makes um, sense. That's not a surprise. That's fine. So, Phil, for next week, we're going to do that, and I'm going to give you a week to think about it, and I'm going to pose a very daunting question on you next week. Ooh, okay. And it's about Scarborough Southwest, and you'll have a week to answer. I think, I think by then I'll probably be able to tell you exactly what you want to know. All right, well. 
another uh, municipals in the book with me and uh, my pal Matthew. We're we're killing it. Everyone have another great week, and we'll see you again next week. This is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to uh, vote.